Welcome to Manic Flow Money, a simple approach to looking at the world we live in and what could be affecting our asset saving and retirement choices. Here's what we have for you today, the Federal Reserve, a landmark shift, if you will. They adopt an average inflation target and elevate their focus on jobs. Reuters reports today, Thursday, that the Federal Reserve rolled out sweeping rewrite of its approach to monetary policy, putting new weight on the U.S. labor market and less worry about too high inflation. The Chair Jerome Powell announced today, The U.S. Central Bank also promises to seek and achieve inflation that averages 2% over time, offsetting periods when it's running below that level with periods when it is moderately higher. The change suggests that the Fed's key overnight interest rate, already near zero, will stay there for potentially years to come as policymakers woo higher inflation. The shift is arguably the biggest for the Fed since Paul Vockler remade the central bank into an inflation-slaying force four decades ago. Jerome Powell's new policy blueprint is designed for a world where weak inflation, low interest rates, and a slow economic growth appear to be here to stay and puts the labor market front and center. I quote, Our revised statement reflects our appreciation for the benefits of a strong labor market, particularly for many low and moderate income communities and that a robust job market can be sustained without causing an unwelcome increase in inflation, end quote. So they're basically saying they're okay with the inflation but they think it won't cause too much. It's hard to overstate the benefits of sustaining strong labor market, a key national goal that will require a range of policies in addition to supportive monetary policy, he said. The fundamental changes are this, with tens of millions of people out of work because of the pandemic, the economy in deep crisis, and Americans preparing to vote in a contentious November 3rd election, the Fed's new approach is both an acknowledgement of fundamental changes in the economy that began well before the pandemic and a map for how the Fed plans to conduct policy moving forward. Look, 2% inflation rate, that's fine. That's what they're saying their bottom end is. They're also saying they're going to be able to rework this policy over and over and over. At the bottom, it says on Thursday, they state they can conduct a new review of policy every five years. Expect this to continue. 2% inflation is the low end. This isn't anything that anyone in the financial markets didn't expect. So let's see what happened today. Well, gold slumped about 2% in a volatile trading day on Thursday as the U.S. dollar and treasury yields rose after the Federal Reserve shifted the inflation target. The spot gold fell one and a half to almost 19 and a quarter in the morning and then the prices rose almost 
1.1% during the speech. Just saying that the modest overshoot in inflation is a positive for gold is an understatement. The market already anticipated that, so there was new impetus to buy gold. If you've been following gold for the last six weeks or the last two months, it's been on a tear. I thought this was a very interesting quote from Tai Wong, who is the head of base and precious metals derivatives trading at BMO. He says, and I quote, Powell's speech sparked a roller coaster ride for asset markets, especially gold, which rallied nearly $50, but completely reversed as markets realized he didn't really provide any surprises that hadn't already been mooted earlier. And that's what I'm saying. Everybody already understands what's happening in the financial markets. Look, you can't keep shorting the contracts on gold as banks and have the Fed keep pumping money into this economy and come out and say that they're okay with a minimum of 2% inflation. Where is all this headed? Well, we do know that things are impactful as they come out. Data is moving very fast. Things are happening on a day-to-day -day basis, on an hour-to-hour -hour basis. We just provided a quote about the price of gold during a speech. Inflation is real. It's here to stay. The Fed is promising it to you. How much is your dollar worth to you right now where it's sitting? So let's take a look at what happened in the market today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 160 points, 0.6% to close at 28.492. It also briefly erased its losses at one point. The NASDAQ deposit fell a little bit to 11.625. The tech sector had a little wild day. JP Morgan Chase advanced 3%. Citigroup rose 1.7. Wells Fargo and Bank of America were up 2.3 and 0.9 respectively. But this is where it was interesting. Facebook dropped 3.5. Amazon dropped 1.2. Netflix dropped almost 4%. Alphabet pulled back. Tesla's all over the place. But the important thing for today is average inflation targeting. Let's just call it AIT from now on. Our friend Jerome Powell at the Federal Reserve, Captain, Chairman, Jerome Powell, said the central bank formally agreed to a policy of average inflation targeting. Let's go with AIT. In other words, the central bank will let inflation run moderately above its 2% goal for some time. Powell hinted. The unemployment data can stay lower for longer before the Fed even thinking about raising rates. This led to a decline in short-term yields and gains along the long end of the yield curve. Focus on jobs, focus on jobs, focus on jobs. I'd like to end the video today with a clip from Kitco News. Rick Roll's a very impressive man. It's some very thoughtful words. 
So, uh, Rick, I'll, I'll let you uh, finish, the, uh, finish the conversation here. So uh, besides going to Africa, what would you do if you were 30 years old right now with your money? Listen, first of all, I'm hugely bullish on the millennials, uh, hugely bullish. They rely on peer-to-peer -peer information, which while it isn't perfect, is certainly better than top-down education. Uh, they're curious. The ones that I come in contact with are hard, hard, hard working. I'm hugely bullish on the millennial generation. Advice, five pieces of advice. First, read. Read Economics in One Lesson by Haslam so you understand how it is as opposed to how they wish it were. And then after that, read The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham. Approach the world with knowledge rather than emotion. After you've done those two things, or concurrently, do a few other things. The first of which is save. Uh, in order to be a capitalist, you have to have some capital. Take 10% of every piece of income that you see pre-tax and save it. Before your Starbucks, before your date, before your beer, before your rent, take 10% and save it. And save some of it in gold save some of it in a medium of exchange that's simultaneously a store of value. But invest in yourself, in particular, if you have one, in your own business. I, although I have a great record over 40 years, can never make you as much as you can make yourself. So invest in yourself and invest in reality. Uh, there are some wonderful quotes about that. Um, Buffett famously says, the market in the short term is a voting machine, uh, and we all know how stupid that is. In the long term, it's a weighing machine. So invest in things that are heavy, not in things that are popular. The second great quote is from Wayne Gretzky, the hockey player. Uh, he says on the, uh, on the ice skating arena, most guys skate to the puck. And that's a problem because there's all these big mean guys swinging sticks. Skate to where you think the puck is going to be, as opposed to where all those big mean guys swinging sticks are. So those two things, understand value and try to think about where the puck is going. That'll allow you to allocate your savings in a way that'll let you get through life and become quite rich. Rick, those are sage words, and I totally agree with absolutely everything you say. As always, every day is a school day, and I hope that sharing this content will help. If you've made it this far, please smash the red subscribe button and like this video. Reminder, I'm a Main Street provider and not a Wall Street advisor.